What a piece of junk. This is the Shattered Order Podcast. Go switch off. If you're looking for Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes news, information, and theory crafting, you found the podcast you're looking for. With your hosts, Goodnight Punk, and Wind Killer Inc. We would be honored if you would join us. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the 118th episode of the Shattered Order Podcast. I'm your host, Goodnight Punk, and with me, as always, is my good friend, Wink. What's up, Wink? Hello, sir. How is it going? Uh, Better tonight than last night. I can (laughs) tell you that much. Yeah, Because last night was living... Hell, yeah, it was you. a rough night. Apparently, uh, I saw the little screenshot you posted of your unbelievably delayed flight. Holy smokes! And it, you know, it wouldn't be so bad if it was delayed once, but the four hours and thirty minutes I was delayed was about five different delays, and then they changed the gate every single time. So every time, if you've ever been to the San Jose airport, their gates are like one long room. And it's like 200 feet between gates. So they'd put us at like 25 and then they put us at like 18 and then they put us back at 22. Oh, it was a nightmare. Jeez. Oh my goodness. Dude, I hated yesterday. I can, I can imagine. Instead of getting home at 8.30, I got home at 12.50. Or sorry, to the airport at 12.50. Good Dang. times. Good yeah. times. That sounds absolutely amazing. Hopefully they compensated you in some way, shape or form. Vouchers, man. Got some vouchers. That so sucks. it worked out. Yeah, I mean, better than nothing, but... You know. <laughs> better than nothing. That's the main thing. But Be the nice thing to... is, the main thing is, I am here tonight. I that is make true. It. Indeed. So... That's the real important thing. Um, and you're also not going to miss something that happens tomorrow. I can't remember what time I'm have to look, but it's hunting season. Yeah. Uh, it's good. Gonna... Gonna go hunt some lions tomorrow. Pretty pumped. We are. You're not gonna be able to get them. I already blessed the rains down in Africa. <laughs> so. Yeah, we'll see. Um, if you are <laughs> unfamiliar, you, well, you may know that Dan and I are both huge NFL fans, and I'm a Packers fan. You're a Lions fan. They play tomorrow, and uh, here's what I think we should do. If you're okay. willing, uh, if the I don't li- know what it is yet. If so the Lions beat the Packers, mm-hmm. next week during the entire live stream, I have to have something on me saying Lions rule or something like that, you know, on my side of the live stream. If the Packers win, you have to have like a piece of cheese and saying go pack go on I'll have my wife put a, a in lipstick a G on one face or on one cheek and a B on the other cheek. How's that? I like it. I like it. That'll work. <laughs> All right. That makes it more fun. Perfect. I like it. So 
We'll see what happens. <laughs> Go Packers. Uh, and hopefully it goes better than football games did today. Today's been a disaster of a day, but also a really great day. I, it's uh, <laughs> all over the place. Everything's everywhere. The place. Uh, so <laughs> we want to give a shout out to our friends over at Order 66. Uh, one of our friends and former guildmates, uh, Nika, uh, told me you guys were talking about the show and that a lot of you guys are fans of the show. So thank you for listening. And uh, we wanted to give you guys a shout out. So totally. Thanks for listening guys. Indeed. All right. You ready to jump into this first topic? Let's get it. Hey guys, what did you do in Swoga this week? Well, this week, I made a video about my arena team. If you have not seen it, it is on youtube.com slash shatteredorderpod. Make sure you go subscribe. Uh, you know, we have a lot of you that subscribe on Twitch and Discord and YouTube and everything. But there are a lot of you that aren't subscribed. We would really appreciate it if you would go make sure you're subscribed on Twitch and YouTube. Uh, you know... A lot of these videos we've been putting on YouTube just because it is easier for people to watch. Um, and, of course, if you sub to us on Twitch, you can give us that free, you know, if you're an Amazon Prime member, that free Twitch sub, which helps us out and puts you in a drawing that we're going to do later, which is always awesome. But um, oh, yeah, make sure you go check out that YouTube channel because in the video, I took my arena team, which is my Commander Luke Skywalker R2-D2 Han Solo Chewbacca, and of course, Old Ben, who I double Zated this week. I was on the fence about last week, but I ended up doing both Zetas, so I'm pretty excited about that. And what's the okay? So while we're on Old Ben's, what's sure. it? So the first, I know the Zeta for the Taunt. What's the second Zeta? The second Zeta adds, I believe, two percent turn meter gain on his unique, which is actually quite useful. And I forgot what the other part of it is. So I am going into the game, and I am looking for old Ben. There he is. Uh, all right, so it adds the plus 2% turn meter gain, an additional 20% heal on health and protection, and it's an additional 25% turn meter whenever he dies. So, oh, so basically turning him into a better bomb than he was... Kind of like he was before his rework. Exactly. Gotcha. Yeah. And I know you love that that bin bomb. So. Yeah, it's it kind of nice well. when he dies. I like him sticking around because that taunt's nice. The taunt's really useful because Treya can isolate him and you don't have to really worry about it too much. But the second unique helps him go a lot earlier. Uh, it's, I mean, giving him the additional turn meter like whenever there's an aoe and everyone gets damaged you know it's a difference of 15 percent turn meter to 25 percent turn meter gain off that zeta and of course mm -hmm. i like him gaining a lot of turn meter so he can do his aoe earlier and so he can do his uh uh taunt earlier because now that i have zeta on taunt that's a lot more useful and i love this team it's great uh in the video it's I kind of described the whole team, why I, uh, you know, 
the mods I put on everyone, why I did the mods on everyone that I did, the strategy, and it's pretty much just me going into the arena, hitting auto against Treya teams, removing the little the targeting deal for the auto, and so it's just the AI completely taken over, and I wipe out Treya teams generally in under a minute. Uh, there were a couple matches that went a little bit longer than that. There was There's one where it comes down to CLS against Sith Trooper and Scion. He ends up kill, killing off Sith Trooper, and then it's a one-on-one -on -one battle that's really cool, and CLS ends up pulling it off. I've got a potency primary on him that's really useful for that because he needs to land those debuffs um, so that he can remove turn meter, stun, and gain turn meter for himself against Scion in those one-on-one -on -one situations. So that has been super useful. Plus, I got a really good mod for that this week. It's a potency primary with 21 speed. It was a gold mod I bought out of the mod store and it just became amazing. And to top it all <laughs> off, it is a speed set bonus. I'm not using the bonus on CLS, but my God, it's just such a good mod. How could you not use it? Yeah, because uh, if something changes, now you got it for whatever that comes. Exactly. I mean, that'll probably be the next mod I slice too, but I've sliced a lot of mods this week. I've been doing old, or sorry, I've been doing Han's mods. Um, I believe all three of his offense primaries are now sliced to six dot. And he hits like a freight train going downhill. It is awesome. He's so much fun. <laughs> uh, so he's actually better now than he was in the video that I did. But at the end of the video, the last three battles of that is against Grandmaster Show and Chakith in my arena. They actually recorded some battles and let me use them in the video. And it kind of shows the strategy that they have to go through to beat my team. You can't, like, if you, if uh, Darth Nihilus AoEs early on, it's basically a death, death sentence. I mean, just the, the number of counters and turn meter gain usually results in Old Ben then doing uh, his AoE, which then opens up another window for more attacks. And it, it I mean, almost always ends up in someone getting wiped out. It is just absolutely awesome when they aoe so they have to be pretty specific about the way they attack not you be careful to not use the aoe's or if they do be specific about when they do it and you know that kind of makes people want to avoid your team when you have to go through that much effort and change your strategy that much to beat a team and so over the past four days my arena team has dropped to seventh twelfth then 20th, and then today it was at 13th. It has been holding so much better than my Treya team did. Uh, Treya was dot dropping mid mid to late 20s every day, and this team is so much better. It allows me to spend a lot less time in arena. It's, you know, the great thing is arena battles, I used to not be able to auto anything with Treya. It's like if I'm working whatever, pull out my phone, go, Hit auto, stick it back in my pocket. Don't have to worry about it. Uh, so it is, it's been a huge time saver. I absolutely love that team. Very nice. Very, yeah, the time saving is always good, especially when you have a certain amount of time to get all your fights in. Yeah, for sure. Um, so the other thing is, I mean, you're going to figure out why we're talking about this if you don't already know, but... My KOTOR farms are, God, they're, 
They're not going well at all. Um, I'm 87 out of 100 for Basil Sean, so she is super close. I'll be done with her next day or two. I am 3 out of 85 for Jolie Bindo. I am 19 out of 25 for Zalbar. I just got him unlocked. 19 for 30 for T3 and 16 for 30 on Mission Val. So, I don't know. I'm screwed. It, you know, um, if if the obvious prediction is correct, I am so screwed. Um, <laughs> what did you do this week? Oh, well, I was able to unlock Chewbacca at seven stars using your strategy. What? And also using Seriously? you. What? <laughs> what? I, I don't recall this. Huh? How yeah, did this so happen? if you haven't heard, go check it out. There's a VOD on our Twitch channel. And I think we also made a video and it's on the YouTube. But, that uh, is correct. Basically, we wanted to put out a video. Wink wanted to play the event again, try to you know use his strategy to show how you could beat it. And so uh, it was. I got my Boba to gear 12. Very much so, you did not need the Zeta like you were saying last week, and I was just kind of skeptical, but didn't need it, and it worked out very well with the potency sets. So uh, we able to get that out and posted on YouTube and Twitch the day before the event ended, so hopefully I was able to help some people to get that event finished, but uh, you were able to beat it using that potency trick with Boba Lead, mm -hmm. and I think you wound up with CAD. I think you had CAD, Dengar, and Boba alive by the end of that. So yeah, that was it went pretty well. Pretty impressive considering Cad was my least geared bounty hunter, but that stun from him was just timely for sure. What was so, funny is we whenever we just uh decided that I was gonna test it and live stream it, uh Sokka and our guild, we were talking about it and I was like, Oh, you know, I'll have it uh it won't take over twenty five minutes for sure. And then like, it was literally right at 25 minutes, pretty much, whenever I beat it. So, uh, um, I, I didn't expect to beat it that quick, but I did end up pulling it off. And I think two of your characters were gear 10, two were gear 11, and then Boba was gear 12 with only one piece of gear 12. And I don't think I used any sliced, uh, any sliced mods on it. So, um, I am going to... Or... If you're wondering how to get Chewbacca at seven stars for next time, make sure you go check out that video because that's a pretty useful guide and, you know, most, a lot of people found it pretty useful. Yep, for sure. So go check that out. It's pretty, it was, it was pretty epic. It was, a, it was a lot of fun being a bystander and hanging out in chat during that. I was uh, able to scream in my hotel room with no one uh, getting too angry at me. So that was, that was a good thing. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I got on to the next challenge, and that is, happened. holy smokes, that is chewy uh, syringes. Oh, man. I think I used all of mine to gear up those bounty hunters, and now Chewy needs a, just a crap ton of them, and I have zero. So I think mine's stuck at gear 9, about to be gear 10. Um I'm working hard on the gear for him while still farming my uh, hard nodes. So it's kind of slow going, but I'm not using them for anything right now. So within the next week or so, I I'm planning to try to put together my CLS team from my testing of Chewbacca, but my old bin's still gear nine. So 
I might be running something else, General Kenobi or something. I don't, I don't know what. Oh no, I got. Uh, I could probably use Bayes, but as far as I've heard, both of them are not as good as old Ben. So we'll see. But the question, next question I have is: I have six Zetas, almost set, or six Zetas, sixty Zeta mats, almost. Uh, so I almost have four Zetas ready to go, and I'm kind of curious nice. which one of them I want to throw on him, or whether I just want to throw them both on them, but. I don't know. Have you? Which ones do you have? On Chewy? Yeah, Chewbacca. I the new Chewbacca. I have both. What Zetas do you have? Both, of course. Why would I not have both? I went all. I don't in. know. Last time you were talking about when we talked about the podcast poll last week, you uh, you were saying you were gonna do one over the other ones. I didn't know if that meant you were only planning on one or uh, you were planning both to saying if you could only choose one, you would pick down. So that's why uh, I wasn't too I gotcha. sure. No, I think I had done, I think I did both immediately. He's, he's one piece away from being completely max. Um, but if I had to pick one, it would definitely be the heel. Cause that heel is, it's so good. Uh, it, I mean, it really is kind of required. Um, so the gotcha. other one's really useful. Um, it certainly delays Darth Nihilus's uh, annihilate ability, and you know it has a lot of benefits to it. But the heel is the heel's where it's at. And like uh, like you mentioned last week, you know doing the tenacity thing on Chewie works really well. That was something I talked about in the video. Also, is I have a slice tenacity primary. Um, and one tenacity set on Chewie. Uh, I think he's like 93% tenacity. And that is pretty effective. He still does get dazed to a decent degree, but it's far less than it was. Um, I've been thinking about going full t uh, tenacity set on him. It'd get him to 136, <laughs> but... Gear 9, let me tell you the stats on mine. Okay. Because I did full... So I don't... A lot of my really good tenacity... Secondary speed mods were just chilling, on, not on anyone when I geared up Chewbacca. So he has full tenacity sets on him, like every every spot. But let's see. At gear 9, I have him at 86% tenacity with 220 speed. Oh, wow. And, yeah, 20, 2,700 damage right now. So got to work on that a little bit. But I think once I get more of those gear pieces on him since he's only gear nine that'll only skyrocket so i'm hoping yeah. that set will work out really well on him because that it's let's see it was uh how much extra speed am i adding to him 95 speed through yeah. the mods so so i mean there's a couple different strategies you could go for chewbacca um and the damage is obviously great however I totally under like I I don't think you're giving up a whole lot by not doing crit damage sets and like going with a lot of speed or a lot of tenacity just for the fact that he gets called in a lot. The more often he goes, the more often he can cleanse himself if he gets debuffed. So you know if you have the Zeta on R two, and uh, you know just not getting debuffed is so important for him because. Han and CLS, they do a lot of countering and they can kind of chew through their health quite a bit. And yeah, and if he's dazed, just game over for him. Yep. 
You're going to give up a lot of damage that way. The good news was that what my triangle for my one of my triangles with high secondary speed on it for uh, my tenacity sets was a crit damage triangle. So, oh, nice. Still got that crit damage well. on him. I think he's up to 180, 186 to 190, somewhere in there. I yeah. closed him out, but good enough without doing crit damage sets. So, I'm and, happy with it. And. You know, another good option for the triangle, if you have it, is uh, protection primary. You know, once he gets to higher gear levels, of course, but stacking up the protection so that he lasts longer. And that is always a good thing because he's kind of the linchpin to the whole team. You know, you need him alive, so survivability is awfully good, and it doesn't affect that 20% health damage that he does no matter what, so... Just something. So on the Chewbacca note as well, I did try my Ewoks with Chewbacca team in Territory Wars Ooh, this go around. Go? Uh, last I checked, they hadn't fought it yet, so I'll um, have to go back in and look. But the the problem was in my Ewok team, fully maxed out with the their you know Gear Twelve and um, you know Gear Twelve pieces and modded, Wicket has the most health out of all of them. So to be able to get him down to be the one that's guarded is is going to take some work. So the team I threw in just to try has uh, Chirpa. Um, Chirpa's on guard. So I don't foresee it going too well since it's not the guy I wanted, but uh, I did it anyway just to see what happens. So yeah, we shall see. But it'll be interesting if I can if I can play with the mods before Dark Side Territory Battle ends and get that working where. Wicket is the one that gets guarded. I think that'll be really interesting once we get in there. Yeah. So, um, we'll see. Yeah. Uh, do you remember where your Wicket team was? And I could check. I'm not it's, sure. uh, I'm looking at it right now. Still zero battles. It's uh, in the... Uh, territory they're working on? Yes. The okay. 21 out of 24 one. Supply Depot Fortification, that one. Gotcha. So. Yeah, I uh, I put my my arena team in the very first node, and it took three battles to take it out. It looks like people were kind of watching it, notice uh, the they had full health and everything after two battles. So it looks like basically people wasted two teams, figured out they couldn't do anything against it, and then probably had to sit, send in and waste a really good team to beat it. So that was probably a pretty good use of them. I always say. In my opinion, on the front levels, if you're, and this is more of a lower, not end territory war strategy, but for the, for the bracket we're in, if you're getting, you know, more than two or three, sorry, not two, but like three or more on the front row, that's a pretty good defense team considering that's where people are gauging themselves for the rest of the battles. So if you can get three battles in in the first territory i say that pretty good that's why i think when you get to the back end like the back territories territories and you got those guys doing 17 defenses like you're never going to see that in the front territory right once you get to that yep. back one people are throwing whatever's left at it yep. you know that's seeing true. what sticks so three at the beginning i'd say is, is pretty good so yep. indeed um as far as kotor goes like i've been still Blasting away at this, um, I feel like I'm probably in a good spot, at least at the moment still. 
for at least Jolie and Bastila because um, I think last week I was 30. I think I was near 30 out of 85 for both of them. I met 49 out of 85 for Jolie and 57 out of 85 for Bastila. So nice cruising right along on them. Uh, it's a little lower than I wanted it to be for those two, but that's because I threw in at least one full eight uh, battles for Zalbar now every day. And I've got Zalbar up to 25 out of 30. So from zero out of 30 to 25 out of 30 in a week. And so I'd say that's pretty good for Zalbar. Yeah. Um, T3, I just got to four star today. So he's seven out of 65. Now the real problem for me is going to be Mission Val because I haven't touched her yet. And she's at zero out of 30. So, Not good. Um, yeah, it's it's going to be real hard to get two Cantina characters in the same amount of time. So I'm trying to find ways to work around that. And some of those ways might end up involving depleting crystals from uh, arena battles and everything else. Because I'm starting to think that one of those two Cantina characters, I'm going to have to try to farm crystals with crystals while running Cantina energy on the other one. So... We'll see. There's going to be a lot of supplements here with crystals, I think, to try to make sure I get these. If I want them seven star, I think to get them to five, if I if it, if it becomes, I think we're going to get too far into what we want to talk about later with this. But if it's just a five star, I think I can get that pretty fairly easy without, you know, throwing all my crystals at things. But yeah. if I want seven star, which I want seven star at everything, <laughs> that's always the goal for everyone. Uh, it's going to take a lot of work. So, but I do, I'm really happy with, I don't know, a month and a half on those two in hard nodes from regular hard nodes and ship hard nodes to get almost to six star now and uh, start working on that seventh star. So that's, I'd say that's pretty good speed. Yep. I'd say that that, and I think it's a pretty good uh, thing to note that the adding them on a hard node and a ship hard node has made it uh, significantly better, I think. Um, just to be able to throw your extra energy from the ship nodes onto those characters as well as the regular hard nodes. Um, 25 crystal refreshes I was, wasn't too high on before. It still kind of sucks to have to spend that much energy on to get more energy and then spend, you know, crystals to refresh still sucks, but uh, nice it does help. Yeah. yeah. The option being there is, is I don't think twice about 25, Agreed. Like I did with 50, so. Uh, Bastila, Jolie, and Zalbar, I refresh every day. They're hard nodes. Yep. Me too. That's why I'm, that's why the Chewbacca gearing is, has reached a halt. Because it's more about buying them out of stores for guild currency and yeah. guild event currency to get him up. Then, and using all that energy on hard nodes right lots, now. So Lots slower process. Yeah, he's about geared. 10 he's got he just needs a carbonti and a syringe and that's it and then i'll see what else i what whatever fun stuff i got to get to gear to 11 so nice we shall see but Very yeah that's cool. pretty much what i've been doing is gear and chewbacca and farming kotor tunes and fighting in uh territory wars so good times sounds like it yep 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 so well, so I promised to put the podcast poll out last night. Oh, what are you doing? But, uh, what? What are you doing? You just jumped right in. You didn't give me a chance to 
do anything. Oh, wait. Did you do something? Since everyone loves a good poll, let's dance through the results and see what you thought this week. <laughs> Time to talk about the poll. <laughs> there are so many double entendres there. It hurts my head. <laughs> oh, it, we played far worse on this show. <laughs> well, yes, but that one that one could have gone two ways. Well, yeah. and that was another double entendre. Anyways, hey, okay. People podcast love the poll, poll every week. Come on. I know. Well, we got to have a sounder, and that was a that was a pretty good one. I uh, <laughs> I am I'm happy with this <laughs> podcast poll. All right. So I was going to put this out last night, but uh, um, Southwest Airlines and uh, um, some EM teams. <laughs> a fun story that I did not tell anyone, and I'm not going to go into here. But right as my plane was about to board after four and a half hours, someone passed out and cracked their head open on the floor. Very oh. sad. I feel bad for the lady. I think she's okay by the time that she was uh, taken out in the gurney. But they would not let us board the plane because she had passed out in the, in the area where you load onto the plane. Oh, jeez. So it's just. Every single thing that could have gone wrong yesterday went wrong. So if you play this game and you're listening, I hope you're better. That fall was shook the entire floor. It was crazy. So yeah. I hope that you're doing better. But man, no pushed That's back rough. boarding the plane another 30 minutes yeah. after the four and a half hours. It was it was good times. But yeah, things happen. Anyways, I was going to put the poll out last night, but because I had the joy of spending my night in the airport. I did not put it out. We put it out this morning. Boy, did you guys respond. Lots of time to do it today on your Saturday to yourselves doing whatever you're doing. So I would like to say, I think that this set a new record. I don't, what was last week's just over 200. We were hoping for 250 this week. I don't think we broke 200 last time. Did we? Let me go check. Um, Maybe, maybe not. I think we were right we, around there. Uh, as of right now, it's at 209. I don't think we are, we had that many when we actually did the show last week. But, yeah, so at this point, we've gotten 20 more at least. I, uh, Elton Blue said 189 is what we were at last week. That sounds right, because I'm pretty sure we were under 200 because we wanted to break 200 this week. So you guys, again, brought home the sausage. And, uh, <laughs> you know, 229, 229 responses. <laughs> Keep bringing that sausage, that sweet kielbasa, yep. and we will keep chopping it up. So, <laughs> anyways, I named this poll this week, panic question mark. No, no, panic exclamation point, and then panic question mark, just because I don't think we really know whether we need to panic yet. But we still are, so we'll see what happens. But basically, teaser, last night went out. We're going to talk all about it a little bit later, so I'm not going to go into too much about it except to say that it happened. Big things happened from it. Some of these questions were about that, so we'll go over the answers and we'll talk about the answers a little bit more than we do now when we get down to the teaser section and everything will just work together in this magical way. All right, so the first question I said, and I asked this question because holy smokes last night was the only thing that made sitting in the airport fun because I got to sit and follow this entire thing and it was uh, it was pretty cool. So the question is, if you were awake, 
saying that because the teaser got posted at 7.30 at night Pacific time. Yeah, so 10.30 on the East Coast. And if you're in the other side of the country or world, you were dead asleep when this happened. So if you were awake, did you enjoy the puzzle that took three hours to reveal October 5th's teaser? So yesterday's teaser. 69% of you, so 159 of you said yes. 69% and the other 70 said, no, I'm impatient. Tell me now. I'm on the side of, if you're going to do this regularly, that would be awesome. I hope they're all this. I hope they all take as long as this one did because uh, people were just trying everything to try to figure this thing out. And once it finally did, it was well worth it. Uh, Very, very cool puzzle, I'd say. So shout out to Crumb, SB Crumb, our community manager for putting that together because that was a lot of fun. Yeah. Were you awake last night when this happened? Yeah, I was. Uh, I was up way too late last night, so I was keeping up with all of it and uh, patiently watching as people deciphered it and tried to figure it out. It was really cool. Uh, You know, it seemed like uh, a lot of the developers and stuff were kind of paying attention and watching as well, so that was pretty neat to see. Um, I am on the same page as you. I want more of these. These are awesome. It's a it really sparks up a lot of conversation in the community, which is obviously a great thing. It's great for the game. It's great for the community and all of that. So I really hope that they keep these going because the reception on it's been great. I mean, usually we see and hear a lot of bitching about God only knows what, but every time they post these, it's everybody like, Oh my God, what is it? You know, it's, you get such a different vibe from, you know, the forums and Reddit and stuff, whenever they do this. So uh, please keep it up. It's It sounds like it's something that uh, they do have interest in keeping up. You know, they seem to have a lot of fun based on some of the comments about watching uh, everybody try and figure it out as they go. So th- that was pretty cool. Big fan. Totally, for sure. The next question I had went off of a, uh what happened after we figured out what it said, okay? So if you don't know, I'll just give you an overview. There was a video, and it was Revan in the video. So surprise, Revan is coming to the game. So the next question said, on a scale of was sure it was coming to I didn't think it would actually happen, how surprised are you by the Revan reveal? And it's funny because this and the next question both follow a track that makes... It, it just looks like statistics would, right? Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. So number one with 90 votes was people saying they were sure it was coming. Second place was two with 62. Three or third was with 42 votes. Four was 24 votes. And then five, which was... I didn't think it would actually happen, had 12 votes. So basically straight down uh, from, you know, I was sure it was coming all the way down to I didn't think it would happen, just a straight, yep. no no jumps in the, the graphs, nothing Pretty like straight that, line. just Thir- straight line. 39% so. down to 27, down to 18, down to 10, down to 5. Pretty Pretty linear for the most part. So that tells me that a lot of people similar to me have probably been farming, assuming that this was going to happen. So yep. here we are. 
And next question was, on a scale of, okay, but it's like Chewie's event to, no matter how we get him, he will be not mine. How excited are you for Revan? So on the lower end, we had 9.6% of people up to 16.5, up to 22.6%. Uh, 22.6% was actually for 3 and 4. And then for the no matter how we get him, he will be mine people, there were 28.7% of those. Once again, the line just pretty all the way up the same way. Straight. Yep. No in, odd uh, little jogs in there. Man, people want their Revan. Uh, as someone who has not played KOTOR, I am not as up to the excitement with Revan, I guess. I, I'm excited, but it's I, I'm nowhere near the level that all of these old KOTOR fans are. <laughs> I never played it either. And I here's the thing. It could be Shakti or Kaya Ata Mundi coming if I knew that they were going to shift the Jedi meta even more than Bastila did and the Grandmaster Yoda rework we did, I'd be excited for them. I'm excited for Revan because he is, if you look at what's uh, what you're seeing, it looks like he's wearing, uh, the, the from what I've been described from KOTOR fans, is it looks like he's wearing light side uh, stuff. And there's so, the part in the video where it has the words and it highlights out hero. So it's like it's yeah. the good light side version. And also, um, you know, no red lightsaber is obviously a good thing. Yeah, so if he... he it's Revan, cool. I don't really know the character that well. But if he continues to make Jedi even better, totally all for it. So... Yeah. I'm in on that. I need to do a little bit more research on him. That way, you know, I have a little bit more grounds as far as what to be excited about. Um, hey, from from a chat, another thing we will talk about again later. The link to the video that reveals Revan was oh, Jedi yeah. Revan backwards. Yep. So it is Jedi Revan. So there you go. That is true. That's that's how I knew it. That's what it was that gave it away. Yep. Makes sense. Uh, even without knowing how we will get Revan, have you entered full-blown KOTOR character panic mode? Oh, this is where it gets interesting. There was... And a lot of you have... So before you go through the answers, I will say this. Okay. I did leave out an answer for this question that should have been in this question. And I know that a lot of you said that they would have picked this. The question, I, The answer I left out was, I'm not panicking. So there are a lot of there's some people that are just not worried about panic farming for him and will get him want him the second time around to worry about it then. So for all those people that I missed that, I'm still trying to perfect my question writing. I guess my excitement <laughs> for this uh, announcement made me leave that out. But uh, yeah. also the I see frustration you guys. from the airport situation, maybe. Oh yeah, I well I woke up this morning on like five hours <laughs> of sleep, so. <laughs> Um, you know, things happen. So there was 19.6% uh, of people that said, I've already pulled my hair out. I haven't, obviously. I did get it cut, but I haven't actually pulled it out yet. Um, <laughs> there were 28, or sorry, 26% that said, panic, panic. Those are the people totally <laughs> freaking out, totally understandable. Uh, I, that's where I put, that's what I voted for. Yeah, that's, uh, that's probably where I'm at on this, because, I, actually, I don't know. 
I, I'm not really panicking just because I know I'm screwed. Um, I already, <laughs> I already got. It's always good to go in knowing. Yeah. Uh, 4.3% said I already got Revan in the bag if he's legendary using KOTOR. Uh, 7.8% KOTOR tunes will be a breeze to farm. Who are you people? Um, <laughs> Those guys with unlimited crystals, man. Uh, yeah. 42.2% .2 said I think I'll be okay. I should be okay. Tell me I'm okay. And to that 42.2% .2 people, I say you're okay. Now, do you say that meaning it or just lying to these no, people? No, I'm lying to them. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah okay. I'm you're, glad we're on the same page. You're probably a screw. My lie would have been like, you're totally fine. <laughs> Things are going to go great. Everything will, all, your RNG will be great from this day forward. Yep. There's uh, definitely going to be double drops. I mean, normal. everything's. How are you? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. All right. What's this next question? Next question, question was, next question, question was, oh gosh. Who will be your problem child or children, assuming again that KOTOR characters are involved with Revan? So the answers were Basil, Sean, Jolie Bindo, Zalbar, Mission Vow, and T3M4. Now this one I actually am surprised at the answer to because I literally thought the number one answer was going to be Zalbar. Now he wound up being... Second place with 60.9% of people responding saying that that was one of them. But before him is Mission Vow at a at 67%. So That's it goes Mission the Vow, then Zalbar. But Zalbar is a hard node. That's why and mixing him with the other two hard nodes, and he came later than the other two, I just thought he would be the one. Yeah, 25 node refreshes. He's in fleet and regular versus Mission Vow. People hate those 16 energy farms. They are, it's, it's like, I don't know. It's like punching yourself in the face every time you farm them. It's just brutal. Um, okay. Well, okay. Now, now we're getting to a spot where it makes a little more sense to me because I haven't farmed her at all yet or even looked at what node she was on. Oh, okay. Well, that so she's on a 16 a yeah. energy node. It's then I, maybe I should switch it around. Yeah. Yeah. That's but yeah, that's that. Idea. Okay, it makes a little more sense. Those 16s do suck pretty bad. So that so makes sense. Was... I remember doing Chewbacca and Han at the same time on 16s, and that was just pure fun. Yeah. Pure fun. No kidding. Loved it every second. So the totals on this was 12% for Bastila, 32% for Jolie Bendo, 39% for T3, 67%, which was the highest on Mission Vow, and then 61% on Zalbar. So. Bastila. Obviously, at the bottom, a lot of people went after her right Early. after she came out. Yeah. So that one's so that one's a pretty good one to uh yep. to see there at the bottom. Indeed. I'm not surprised by that one. So all right, so here's this is the big one. Uh, and we're totally going to dig into this later and it's going to be a lot of fun, but are you a hundred percent convinced that Revan will be a legendary slash hero's journey event? 43% said yes. And 57% said no. I mean, that's still, that's within standard deviation. It's not, it's not too outside of what you would expect, but there are more people thinking that it's not going to be a legendary or hero's journey event. You fall I'm on the uh, no I'm on the no side here. 
I even though I'm too. panic farming like crazy. I, I I'm was on the at no first. Side, so I was convinced at first. However, so. I'm not so convinced anymore. We'll get into why later. Mm. Sounds good. I got plenty of plenty of uh, speculation and guesses based on what we were teased to talk about. Whether they're true or not, I don't care, but they're fun to talk about. So we'll get into that. But yeah. so, last question Well, two was a follow-up. Are there two more? Yes. Last question I'll ask after you talk about the one that I'm skipping. Okay, so uh, <laughs> any ideas on how we would acquire Revan if not a legendary slash hero's journey event? There were 160 responses on this one. I'm not going to go through all of them, uh, but as far as like generic answers, there was a, I mean, there were quite a few of you that put new raid reward. Uh, you know, there were a couple others that put territory battle or a new type of event. Um, however, raid reward seems to be the biggest you know, the biggest thing. Uh, there were a couple people I saw that put uh, Mythic Pit, and we'll get into why in a second. Oh, but, dude. Um, I did not uh, see that one. That's interesting. I, I, I want to get back to that because that is my favorite one. So go ahead and cover this <laughs> last question, and we'll go from there. Okay, so the last question was a follow-up question to last week's poll and to last week's legendary event. I, just, I was just kind of curious where everyone wound up. And uh, it was pretty good to see the answers to this, actually. Um, so the question was, what star level did you get Chewbacca at from the latest legendary? 60 of all 230 responses, 146 of you. So 63% got him at seven star. So huge majority of the people questioned got him at seven star. Uh, the second most was five star at 15% or almost 16%. And then there were about uh, 13% that got him at six star. So overall, 93% of the 230 people we polled unlocked Chewbacca. So I'd say that's a pretty good chunk of people. That is now, granted, really you're not going to be able to use him in uh, raids if you didn't get him a seven star, but... You know, just being able to unlock him and use him for territory wars and uh, most of the phases in territory battles, because let's be honest, in light side territory battles, he is awesome, yep. <laughs> to say the least. So for sure. it's a good thing to just even have unlocked him. So it's going to be, that's pretty awesome, 93% and 7.8%, sorry, yeah, so 92%, 7.8% of you said you did not unlock him. So for those of you, um, if he's needed for something in the future, rest assured their previous track record has allowed you to attempt to get him again before he's needed for something. So hopefully that would be the case here and uh, you're working on those bounty hunters still so that you can unlock him and get him to seven stars. Um, if you're still working on that, like we talked about earlier, go check out our video on YouTube or the VOD here on Twitch for see how Wink did it. And uh, yep. it's a pretty good strategy. Uh, it'll work with a little bit lower characters. And if you are still working on gearing those characters all the way till he comes back, it'll really work with gear 12 people. So it'll work out for you pretty well. I say this so half jokingly. Um, 
my standard rate is 50 bucks an hour. So if next time he comes up and some of you want to pay me to try to beat it for you, you know, if you're that frustrated, that's the rate. Well, Just thank you it. so much for that <laughs> deep, deep, deep <laughs> discount that you gave me. <laughs> I appreciate that. I, I must have used the uh, SOPOD uh, discount code. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Yeah. Uh, excellent point. Uh, you ready for the <laughs> next topic? Always ready. Let's do it. Always in motion, the future is. To the calendar, we must look. Alrighty, event calendar time. So, um, this is pretty cool uh, that I hadn't noticed before. They actually have a Google Calendar for Galaxy of Heroes events. Did Beautiful. You? That means I can add it to my phone and it can go off when, when there's stuff uh -huh. going on. Heck yeah. That is pretty cool. Um, so, yeah, if you want to add events to your calendar, make sure you go hit that link. Of course, the links will be in the show notes on the website, so you can go find all that stuff and... Uh, you know, shadowdoor.com slash episode slash 118 is where you will find it after I get it posted, hopefully tomorrow. Um, all right, <laughs> so login character for October is Night Sister Spirit. That's cool. I, I need to finish her, so I don't mind the shards. Um, is your spirit finished? Is this helpful for you at all? My spirit is not finished, so it is helpful for me. Nice. My spirit isn't zombies, but I wasn't about to do a 16 energy node for spirit, which doesn't really have a huge use. Yep. Nice. So. So uh, right now, from October 4th until October 10th is the Daring Droid event. So if you don't have your R2-D2, get your Empire and go hunt that beeping little droid down. Um, you have until October 10th to get him and use that um, super on awesome character. Uh, on that note, didn't we usually have mythic versions of legendary events on Saturdays? Yeah, that's a good point. Because that did not happen today. So I'm kind of curious what Let's happened see. there. Yeah, it starts in two hours, so it's going to be Sunday. Uh, and those are usually two days long, so it's probably going to be Sunday and Monday, perhaps? Uh, Hopefully. Hopefully yes, we still get the two correct. days. The 7th and the 8th. Uh, it's so weird that it's not Saturday, Sunday, like usual. The hero's journey commander Luke Skywalker event is going on at the same time as R2D2, uh, Omega, Omega battle on the sixth, which if you're listening to this, you haven't done it. You're SOL because that's pretty much the date that we're doing this podcast. Rare Saturday episode. Very exciting. The mythic droid event, October 7th and 8th. Make sure you do that. Assault battle secrets and shadows, 7th and 8th. I love the assault battles. They're a lot of fun and offer really good rewards. Um, you know what was really nice is they put that bounty hunter assault battle in the same time frame as the legendary Chewbacca. So if you had geared them up to get your Chewbacca, you also got the chance to try to beat that harder tier of uh, the assault battle that took uh, bounty hunters as well. So I got three star on that for the first time. Did you? Nice. Uh, this last go around as well. So that was pretty sweet. Yeah. That's uh, that special buff that you get is yawn break. <laughs> that special buff you get yeah, that you is go. really useful, especially if you put on, you know, get Boba Fett stacked up with that buff. Woo! 
does some nasty damage. A lot of fun. Uh, heroic battle <laughs> and or escalation is going to run on October 9th. Get your Zetas or uh, your Wicked Shards. It's wickedly awesome. Um, Omega. I'm going to get them both, actually. Oh, yeah, you I'm going to get the Zetas and the Wicked Shards because yeah, I'm greedy. I am too. I, I can't blame you. <laughs> Have you ever gotten anything more than two Zetas for that? I've gotten three and I've gotten three once and I got four once. No kidding. Wow. For the most part, I get two. I get two every time. I'm jealous. I almost fell out of my chair when I got four. I can imagine. That's like hitting 10 mil on the credit heist. Was it you that got three mil last time? No, no. That was Elon. It was Elon. Yeah, that was. Yeah, poor guy. Posted the screenshot. Three million. (laughs) I'm like, oh. Yeah, that's rough. Congratulations. <laughs> um, Omega Battles, Night Sister, and Jawas, October 10th. BB 8 returns on the 11th through the 17th, uh, along with Ray Jedi training. So they're stacking up these Heroes Journey events with the legendary events that coincide with them. And then we will have the mythic event for BB 8 on October 13th and 14th. What? The- was this the normal schedule? Because from what I remember hearing from people, it was not. Like, these were not scheduled to be in this month by projection. Interesting. So it's interesting to me that they would all be scrunched into this month. So it makes hmm. me wonder, what's being and scrunched? Back back. Why are they moving? Yeah, like, why are they moving to this month? And what is going to be put into the next month or two to take that spot? You know what I mean? All right, so I mean, it's- these end on the 17th. Pay attention to the dates that I continue naming. So, uh, Military Might, October 13th and 14th. Uh, Ex- Executrix, Fleet Mastery event on the 15th. Assault Battle, Ground War, 17th and 18th. Geonosian, Advanced Tactics on the 18th. Omega Battle on the 19th. Ghosts of Dathomir on the 21st. Assault Battle, Force Moon, 23rd and 24th. Um, so it's been the 17th since we had some sort of like legendary or anything of the sort event. So I haven't ran across one yet. Uh, Omega Battle Resistance 24th, uh, Ghost of Dathomir, uh, again on the 26th. Omega Battle, Ewoks and Empire, the 28th special event, Heroic Defense of Dathomir. Uh, what? does that mean oh no what does it mean that's the uh, um they said that is the regular event that is a heroic battle so it's not a heroic version of the thing it's not something special i don't know it says special event yeah because i think they're doing something special for that event on halloween this year and i remember reading on reddit that something Something is different in it, and I, but they wouldn't give any hints to what it is. So I'm kind of curious when Halloween comes around, just what it is that's gone yeah. on in this event for Halloween. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe the, the rewards change, are well, changing going forward from that day. I don't know. That's the same as the Wicked event where you get the Zetas and the Mother Talzin shards. Uh, you know, maybe they're... I don't know. That's a heroic battle, so I'm not sure if that's going to be changed at all or anything. So... Uh, we'll see. Omega Battles, Tuscans, and Jedi on October 30th. Fleet Mastery Home 1, October 31st. 
Then we have some territory battles, territory wars. We have four territory wars this month, along with two territory battles. However... So I have... Yes. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. I was going to say, from the 17th all the way through the end of the month, there's just kind of the regularly occurring events that show up. And yet they they smashed CLS and RJT up into the beginning of the month. They generally don't run legendary events across each other. So... If you're worried about Revan being a legendary event, I think I I think you'll have at least until after the 17th, I would think. So that is probably a good thing if that's the way that he gets introduced is legendary event. Um, th- that's a big window. I mean, there's nothing there. Like, there's opportunity. We're going to see what happens. But I'm curious. I got three things. Something's coming. Got three things. Let's see if I can remember all three now. Okay. First off, most def says that CG Crumb uh, confirmed that it is a normal heroic battle. So, okay, I, I thought nothing to see did, here. Okay. Um, second, this month is smushed all into the front end. So I think you're onto something. Maybe we'll see something in there. Um, it will be interesting. But if you look, look at the Google Calendar, I have it open here, and how busy the front end of the month is and how just kind of empty the second half of the month is, it's uh, it's kind of interesting to kind of wonder what's going on so, on that second half of the month. Yeah, and it's interesting that we've seen situations where multiple Star Wars games line things up together before. Do you play Battlefront? I uh, have it. Do I play it? Mm, not really. If you play Battlefront or even own it, you may or may not be aware of General Grievous. Oh, yes. I am aware of this. Coming to Battlefront. And if it this is. is a situation where there are multiple Star Wars games overlapping some sort of character being released into the game or, you know, an existing character getting reworked in a game that's being released in another game or something. Hmm. I'm just saying there is a possibility that that's part of what the second half of the month is for. Uh, Just because, like I said, we've seen that before. Um, It wouldn't surprise me. I really... I've said this on the show all the time. If you bring droids back into the meta, I would be ecstatic. Yeah. So, I would love that. Uh, The the third thing I, I... I still have it on my head, so before I forget it, uh, Joker said, Hooray for normal territory battle, territory war schedule again. Crunching them together brought back remembered pain. Well, let me bring back a remembered pain that never happened, thank goodness. There was a point in territory battles history that phases were going to be 12 hours instead of 24. Uh, Yeah, that's true. And if you think about that, the first... All the day where the light's outside would be the one phase. And then that nighttime when you went to sleep, you better hope that you do it before you go to sleep or when you wake up and be able to finish that next phase because they were going to be 12 hours before they changed them. So remember that pain. That would have been, that was a bullet that was dodged for sure. No doubt. Sure, they last a week, 
Um, but I like, I, I think territory battles are one of my favorite things in the game. They're just, it's an extra thing to do at the end of the day for me. They're okay. That's just fun. So I'm ready for another one. I'll tell you that. But I still enjoy them. And there's still enough for us as a guild to chase there that it's, it's still fun. So Indeed. I'm happy with that. But yeah, 12 hour phases. Ugh. <laughs> yeah, that'd be that could have been real nasty. Would have been brutal for sure. Uh, all right, so that pretty much covers the calendar. Now let's move on to this. Strong with us, this update is Young Padawans. Was a server update. Not a game update, but a server update. So basically something that uh, tried to fix a few bugs. And there was one bug that was fixed um, that was kind of interesting and talked about the last territory battle. But there was a bug last territory battle where if you got two stars on a territory and you went into the next territory the next day, you could still go back into that two-star territory and fight those those uh, combat missions. So you could say, okay, we need 10 people to do this combat mission to get us three stars in this territory. And then we can all just focus on today's territory. And you could go backward and finish off territories that maybe you missed by 2 million, you know, those types of things. Um, and I know I heard about a bunch of guilds that were able to do that. So that was getting some uh, extra stars that they had never got before. Well, that was uh, a bug and it has now been fixed. So this time we will not be seeing two-star uh, territories being able to be fought again because that was patched out. So dark side territory battle coming up. You won't see that again, but I thought that was interesting to mention. I don't know if, if anyone saw that, that this update only had like three things that were fixed in it. And that was one that caught my eye along with a bug, a, a very interesting bug that they know about that has not been fixed yet. And that is a bug that came about when they reworked zombie. So You've seen this, I hope. I have, and I wonder how much I was subjected to it. Last raid, phase four, <laughs> I wrecked it. I was at, uh, actually went back to check, it was 54% left. Darth Nihilus had eight turns left, and I think Scion had seven, I want to say seven, six or seven turns left. And I I was down to 54% from the beginning, and I was just rolling. That zombie rework is awesome. The heal is pretty significant. It makes a really big difference. The reviving other Night Sisters removes so much randomness from the event as far as, you know, your just your runs getting screwed up and having to restart and stuff like that. It is just, oh, I love it. But... Uh, th there is this issue where Darth Nihilus is stealing her negative buffs and removing his own speed, and I'm not sure if I was subjected to this or not, and I am uh, curious to find out how things go once they get this fixed. Yeah, so that was a... It ha if it did happen to you, it was one where you couldn't really tell as much, right? Well, the what Correct. there's... There's a team in phase one that people tried yep. that wound up being to the point where Zombie would have his minus 100 speed, 100% st speed stat. And I guess this is the first time in the game where a character has had a negative stat on them. 
So they didn't foresee this happening, but Nihilus steals offense, defense, and speed. And so what he was doing, or is still doing until they fix this bug, is stealing the negative speed from Zombie and basically making it so he doesn't take another turn. And at that point, your Asajj can just wail on Dooku on auto until phase one has just completely been soloed by Night Sisters. So not intended. Night Sister solo team in phase one, not intended, still there. Um, so yeah, uh, that one will be patched probably next week, it would be my guess. But uh, sooner yeah. rather than later, I would assume. These things usually go pretty quickly, so I wouldn't be surprised to see that gone this week. Yep. But uh, yeah, new zombie wrecking phase one of uh, the heroic Sith raid right now. So for sure, pretty yeah, awesome. That, but that is a bug they know about. If you haven't seen it, there are some uh, screenshots and and things out there uh, on YouTube. If you look up uh, phase one solos, you can find videos on it. It's just crazy. Crazy, crazy talk. Absolutely, I do not disagree. So, yeah, like I said, that'll that'll get patched. Well, you ready to give away some stuff? I love giving away stuff. So, if you are here in the live chat, we are here on our monthly giveaway for our Twitch and Patreon subscribers. So, if you don't know, for our Patreon subscribers. If you're within a certain bracket, Wink knows the bracket, you're eligible for a $10 gift card once a month, and you move up into the brackets of your support for our show, you are eligible for a $30 gift card. And if you are a Twitch subscriber, you are also eligible for a gift card. So we are going to give away some free stuff right now because we love our listeners and our supporters. And uh, yeah, In- I would love to do that. Indeed. Uh, so... Yeah. Indubitably. Oh, you're cutting out or something. Indubitably. Of course, I think my internet is going bad. Do you still hear me? Completely. All right. You sound All right, great. Good. All right, so we're going to give away a $30 gift card to our Twitch subscribers. And if you don't already know, I mentioned it earlier. If you're an Amazon Prime user... Go give us that free sub. It enters you every month to win a free $30 gift card, and it literally costs you nothing. It is, it's a great way to, one, support the show, and also get something back. $30 gift card can go a long ways. So. That could be a few uh, KOTOR character it, shards, I'm just saying. It definitely could be, so make sure you get on it, and you can sub otherwise on there as well, just as lots of ways to support the show and we appreciate all of it uh and a big shout out to everyone who does support us on twitch thank you and we appreciate it and i have pulled a random number and our winner for this month is wingnut 7902 wingnut 7902 indeed congratulations to wingnut Yes, congratulations. Enjoy your Basil Sean Sharks. In, yeah, indeed. Who does not love their Basil Mi- Mission Vow. Yeah. Get those Mission Vow Sharks. Who's up next? Should I uh, 
do my obnoxious excitement again, like I usually do? No, there is there is no need for that, actually. Um, $10 gift card! Let's do it! Come on, man! Well, I want to know who wins it! Uh, alright. Let's, let's do the... We got some awesome Patreons. They deserve this $10 gift card. I totally agree. Alright, $10 gift card. Let's hear it. Come on. The $10 gift card goes to... Maze Window. Maze Window. Yes. I like Maze. Maze is a good dude. He is. Congratulations. Thank you so much for the support. And congratulations. Congratulations. Enjoy, don't spend it all in one place. That is... Actually do, because if you don't, it'll be hard to get the bigger amount of crystals, because I assume it's going to go right back in. I don't, I don't one, one would I'm assume. just saying. Alright, so, and the $30 gift card from $30. our awesome patrons goes to M4. M4. Congratulations. I know that guy. I, I think he's guy. in the Shattered Order Guild. I I'm not 100% actually, sure. Yes. He might be. M4. The name rings a bell. I only know a moly, 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 mole. Like, that might be him. I think I think, that I does think sound it's him. Familiar. All right. So, okay. Well, congratulations, M4. You deserve it. You're the man. Thank you to everyone that supports our show. We Indeed. do this once a month, and every one of you deserve to win. I'm glad that we can give it to at least three of you once a month. So, thanks for listening. Thanks for supporting. If you want to be interested, if you're interested in supporting us, just to support us, Patreon.com/ShatteredOrder. If you have an Amazon Prime sub, you can subscribe on Twitch for free and still be eligible. We'd like to support you guys the way you support us. So, thank you for everything you guys do. Indeed. And real quick, I want to run down all of our patrons and name them all off because. We appreciate you guys so much and the support and everything. So big, huge shout-outs to Ringer, Supreme Vengeance, Maze Window, J-Pod, Elton Blues, Quoth, Ruskies, Ben underscore NZ, Z-Splash, STL Brews, Recoil, War Body, Boo Erns, <laughs> EOK, Dr. Seasith, Turner VOB, Tyric Thorn, Kai, Rock, Painted Land, Elon Mustard, Boba Finn, Jitsu Jet, Obsidian, M4, BMZR, Gorstag, uh, Lorend Thane, Michael Bluth, DJ, Infidel, Zizer, Darth Molly, Mick Mole 2, Sleepy Bulldog, Ron Paul Bunyan, and Han Pikey. And also, uh, big thanks to uh, Bucky B, who is a new patron for the month of October. Thank you so much. We really appreciate it. And uh, let's see. Also, a shout out to Elton Blues, who upped his Patreon pledge this month. So thank you very much. I got one last thing I want to say. We're talking about all our supporters on Patreon and Twitch, but I just want to say this. To everyone that's listening to this right now, we appreciate all of you. So if you have... If you spend your time, even 10 minutes, 20 minutes, listening to the show at all, any point during the week, we appreciate everyone that listens to the show. You guys are awesome. 100%. We do this. I enjoy talking about this game. I would probably still do it if 10 people listen, but the amount of people that show support for us every single week by listening to the show and uh, hanging out in our Discord and just making this community what it is, not only around 
the game, but around this podcast. I love everything about it. You guys are awesome. So I just want to say thank you to everybody that listens. So there you go. Indeed. Uh, and if you love the show, we would love it if you would share it with your guild, share it with people. Uh, you know, that's one of the biggest compliments you can give us is sharing the show and, you know, leaving us like an iTunes review or, you know, just telling people to check out the show, all of that. Um, we, we really appreciate it. So thank you for helping us continue to do this for over two years now. It is super awesome. Never thought this thing would grow into what it is. that long. I know. It's crazy. And, uh, yeah, thank you to everyone. Absolutely. So, Alrighty, you ready to ship into our next topic? Let's, uh, sh- I ship it. That's, that's what they say on the internet, right? Yeah, I, I think that's the thing. I, I ship so. this ship. Alright, what <laughs> ship are you shipping? I am shipping IG-2000. So, IG-88 got a ship last week with a marquee event. But there was so much going on last week, we didn't really talk about it. So I wanted to go over his ship this week just to kind of give an overview of it. Because as far as we know and what we were told by the devs is that the idea was that maybe this ship would take the spot that uh, the TIE Advanced held in a Bounty Hunter team lineup. So basically, instead of being Xanadu Blood, Houndstooth, and TIE Advanced being the optimal lineup for a Bounty Hunter ship uh, starting lineup that you would take out the TIE Advance and add in the IG-2000 in its place. So why would we do that? I mean, we said that last week, but we didn't talk about the ship at all. So it's, 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 let's talk about what's under the hood of IG-2000 and why putting this in your starting lineup with the Bounty Hunters would be a good idea. What do you say? I, I think that is an awesome idea. I think we should just start off with unit name, ig Two thousand <laughs> alignment dark categories dark side bounty hunter scoundrel droid and attacker droid very interesting crew is ig88 <laughs> just one poor little droid in his bounty hunting ship shimp ship shimp i don't know what it a is shimp is um aggressive bounty hunter <laughs> attacker that deals massive damage to breached enemies such a such a cool thing and uh I, I, I feel like I know what Breach does pretty well. I'm quite familiar. And I'm going to have to prove that later this show. That's going to be... I am afraid for trivia <laughs> I, to break my 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 uh, my streak of beating you every time at Kahoot. I'm afraid this time around. Fingers crossed. We'll see. Uh, all right. <laughs> Abilities basic. Exploit identified. Final text... Deal physical damage target enemy. If the enemy is breached, attack again. So, that's a pretty solid ability. Breached enemies, if you have a way to breach, like with the fiber tooth, as I like to call it, uh, the hound's tooth, uh, you know, double taps are always awesome, and I will never complain about a double tap. Uh, His first special is... Oh, my, my brain's not functioning very well. Inertial Dampeners Disabled. Uh, this has a three-turn cooldown. Final text, still physical damage target enemy. Stun them for one turn and inflict target lock for two turns. 
This attack deals 50% more damage to breached enemies. Again, that breach thing getting mentioned. So, so far in two abilities, no way to, just from his attacking abilities, no way to inflict breach himself. But Correct. if you have someone in your team that can breach, like the other two bounty hunters I talked about, the uh, Houndstooth and Xanadu Blood, very big damage coming out of this guy with the double tap. <coughs> You're welcome for that. Bless you. <laughs> With the uh, double tap and then also this stun target lock uh, and 50% more damage from his special. So you're not going to be getting target lock off his basic every time like with Ty Advance, but there is a way to get target lock from him along with the stun and extra damage. So you can still get the target, you can still get target lock out there. But in unlike Ty Advanced, what IG2000 now does is interact with that extra ability breach much more effectively yes. than Ty Advance does. So That is definitely true. Uh, and you still haven't even got to the hardware abilities, the crew ability. So there's still stuff going on with the ship. But those two things, those first two abilities alone are, uh, are good damage dealers for a ship that... Um, does some pretty decent damage, I'd say. Indeed. And we kind of touched on this last week, but unique ability, which is his crew ability, which is the one that is upgraded based on IG-88's gear level. Reconstruct protocol. Final text. At the start of each turn, the IG-2000 recovers 8% health. It also gains 8% offense for each debuffed enemy. Other droid... Allies gain half these amounts. While IG-2000 is active, breach enemies have minus 25% critical chance. So another reason you'd use him in a lineup straight up with uh, Houndstooth and Xanadu Blood is because, like we talked about when we were talking with the devs, the cool thing about these characters is when breach is out there, the more of them you have out on the field, each of them does another thing to breached enemies whereas if it's just breach from houndstooth out there by itself it only does two you have xanadu in there now you got three things stacking on those breached and if you have ig2000 in there in that top lineup anyone breached has four different uh negative effects on them based on the breach so yeah. keep stacking those breaches and those it's really going to start to take down the effectiveness of the other team. So 100%. really cool there. And I want to point out also with the screw ability, it says at the start of each turn, yes. um, each turn. So each turn he's gaining 8% health. It also gains 8% offense for each debuffed enemy each turn. So that's a lot of stacking offense. If you're throwing out buffs, yeah. especially if it's each turn. So as this battle wears on and he stays alive, he's going to be, Really start ramping up the damage in, in they're gonna want to take this guy out. Gives quick. you incentive to not be debuffed if you're facing a you know facing a team that has the ship in it. Uh, For sure. Now the reinforcement ability is called initiate initiate slice sequence. That's a tongue twister that shouldn't be one. Uh, final text: Enter battle. Grant another random. Attacker ally offense up for one turn and inflict critical chance down 
on all enemies for two turns. Additionally, inflict target lock on the highest and lowest health enemy for two turns, which cannot be evaded, which means it can be resisted, but... You know, being able to put target lock on two enemies just by coming in is awfully freaking good, along with the crit chance. And because he have, you know, he has um, that unique ability that gives him the recovery and the offense for debuffed enemies, having him put out a lot of debuffs when he comes in is awesome. Going to help him stack that offense and heal yep. himself pretty quickly. Indeed. So... So, yeah, I like this ship and I, I like the too. fact that it's IG-88, who I've already got geared pretty well. Wouldn't Agreed. take that much to get him geared up. So with all the things there are to farm right now, it's really hard to see when I will get this ship or make it a priority to farm. But those those bounty hunter ships could become a priority because that the bounty hunter ship meta is pretty, pretty good. Uh, I've talked, some of the guys in our guild are using these at low stars and having a lot of success with them. So yeah, for sure. It'd be nice once these are farmable to start pulling these in. So, and if you don't want to wait, he's still there to buy. So if, if you, if it, this is something that you're interested in as a uh, investment for your ship's fleet arena, he's still there. So this is... I like the ship. I like it. I like it. And I also like the theory crafting that comes with the fact that he has droid synergy and is marked as a droid when there are no other droid ships. So yeah, that's the big thing. That's going to be hopefully something we get answers to soon because they wouldn't put this in if there weren't more droid ships coming. I mean, it's weird to create an entire faction for one ship. That's just odd. They could have said, you know, it just gains these if they weren't going to add any more droid ships. So that's something that I feel pretty confident that we're going to be seeing in the very near future based on that ability. Um, something else that's interesting is this makes two ships that are probably best coming off the bench, uh, you know, of these ships. IG-2000 and Boba Fett are both going to be really good coming off the bench and then having uh, Zondu Blood and Houndstooth in your starting lineup is probably a pretty good strategy. Yeah, that's the good part is whether you choose to replace Ty Advance with this ship or just to put it on the bench, either way he goes is going to be a good decision, I think. So indeed. Uh Zepuza Zepsusua? Zep Except Sua? I'm totally butchering <laughs> your name, so I'm gonna quit, but put in the live chat, better start gearing up Newt. And that would be kind of interesting if they gave, you know, maybe General Grievous, like a starfighter of some sort. And Of some sort? Have you ever defeated Zepsu. the heroic tank? Oh, yeah, Have that's you ever true. finished off he the tank? Has he has that Cadillac-looking fighter ship. That is a good point. So if he didn't get the malevolence, I would assume he'd get that uh, Cadillac-looking yep. fighter ship. And, they, and if Newt was a capital leader that gave droid synergy, that would also be really interesting. And that would actually make a lot more sense than making Grievous a capital ship, in my opinion, because there are other options as a ship for him. We know Newt's not really a pilot. 
Like, he's probably not going to be out there in a starfighter. And there's not really any other use for him in the game. So you could actually make use for him by uh, making him a capital ship leader. So, yeah. And then, you know, he might actually have some use again. That's, <laughs> yeah, that that is definitely true. Because right now, it's, it's Newt. Whatever. Indeed. Um, all right. So, is there anything else we want to talk about with the IG-2000? I don't think so. I'm just interested. It's just pretty cool to see how many ships we have been, we've had been coming into the game along. I know we're getting tired of marquees, and I get that. But for the longest time, I've said there's really no... There's really not a lot of ships to choose from for if they ever made a ship raid. Well, if they continue to add ships at the pace they are now, maybe we don't want to see a uh maybe we don't want to see a ship raid right now, but maybe in a year after they've added a whole bunch and given us time to farm them, we could actually see that become a thing. Interesting. So, good thinking. Um all right, I am uh I, I'm right. I'm so ready to talk about this next thing because this is this is the big thing of the week. This I I don't know what else to play. So I mean, it's bring the thunder. Man, something is brewing. A big storm is oh. coming or something. I don't know a what storm it is. Storm is coming. Stand back. There's a hurricane coming. Oh man. Ah. Oh, all right. So, the Road Ahead <laughs> teaser. Now it's time for us to dig into this, talk about what happened, how it happened, talk about the thing itself, and and do the speculation. All right. Late Friday, October 5th, 2018, 7.30 Pacific. A set of pictures were posted on the official Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes forums. These pictures were a code. This code had to be oh. broke. And who do you go to to break code? Obviously, you go to people on forums. Hello. <laughs> For sure. This was awesome. As we talked about earlier, we love seeing this stuff. It's really cool. And... Man, people put some serious effort into this. I got no idea how, how it was done. I wouldn't have been able to do it. It was really impressive. And, uh, I mean, just just really impressive how quickly the community was able to get this all down. And uh, it, it all lined up to be one big, huge, long sentence that kind of broke down into two different things. So why don't you if you missed it and didn't to? check it out, okay, let me tell you what it is. While I'm telling you about it, you can look up on the screen if you're watching on Twitch. I kind of have this uh, on there on the screen. I'm playing with it. I'm kind of show you what it looked like on the the forum. Okay. So this is what we were looking at here. It's kind of what it looked like. You can't really read it now, but this is just to give you a visual of what you saw. So it kind of looks like either a house or a 
a Christmas tree. I'm just saying, we'll talk about that in a second. But it was a triangle with what people thought was Arbesh, which is a Star Wars language. Uh, and then there was a box with more of the sig- symbols in the box below it. So, and inside of those, there were a bunch of the symbols were gold and then a bunch were black. So trying to figure out which symbols meant what, where they were, were they coded, um, just craziness. Took about three and a half hours for people to figure out, uh, but they did. But that three hours period was just fun to watch um, as people just did their best to try to figure out what this was. So what it boiled down to was a big, long string of letters put together uh, and if you took that string and you pulled it apart, you got a couple sentences and a link. A link was hidden in this picture. Ooh, it's crazy. Fancy. But the sentence said, the road ahead is coming soon. Period. The wait will be worth it. Period. Kind of like the picture with the jumbled you know, pieces that people put together and you found out that there were bounty hunters standing around a figurine with a question mark on it. Not full answer of what was coming, but uh, Gay kind of told you, you know, it's coming soon. It'll be worth it. But then on top of that, on the end, there was a bit.ly link, right? You got a bit.ly. It's a, uh, a link shortening website. So it can take something that's 200, you know, letters and turn it down into however big you want it. Mm-hmm. But there was a link. And it's a, it was B-I-T-L-Y-N-A-V-E-R-I-D-E-J. Basically. Technically, it was I-D-E-I. Which is fine, but people figured it out because the link didn't work with an I. But if you put a J there, which was the actual one, maybe there's a code, the code couldn't allow for a J. Uh, but basically what it was was the way the thing breaks down it's like a five by five which uh it's uh just the the patterns of the way all the letters come out it comes out into a five by five and that allows for only 25 characters so one character gets left out and it's the j and And the the letter was the j yeah yeah super clever there so if you go to if you look at n e n a v e r i d e j doesn't really mean anything if you read it normally but you turn it around it literally says Jedi Revan. So the link was a bitly link with Jedi Revan backwards on it. You click on it and this is the part I thought was the most clever. At some point in time they posted something in the guild recruitment uh forum so that later on they could edit what was inside of it and put this video in there and no one would ever find it. Or at least they weren't looking for it, so they didn't find it. Yeah. Because the bit.ly link was to a forum post that had a video in it that of a teaser, mm-hmm. a teaser trailer, basically. So what was in the video? That's Ooh. the most fun part. Because you already have seen Jedi Revan now in the in the uh, the link there, but video comes on. Boom, black screen, words pop up. The words say, a legend from the Old Republic has emerged. 
words fade out. Suddenly, this weird, like, Old Republic-type door, puzzle-looking thing just kind of starts popping open in different ways, and it finally opens, and there's Revan standing there, his silhouette as he walks forward into the light. Very cool. Very awesome. But then it fades out again. More words. Four words, actually. It says, Savior, Conqueror, Hero, Villain, dot, dot, dot. So more words about Revan. But as that fades out, Hero stays, all the other words fade out. And then Hero fades out after those words are already gone. So kind of pointing out to the word Hero. Mm -hmm. Uh, Next thing pops back to Revan. But this time you're seeing Revan from behind and he's standing there. And this very large looking beast that I had no idea what it was until I found out from other people is standing there and starts roaring. The thing looks freaking massive. It's just, it's just huge. So anyways, this thing goes off. It's screaming at him. Video ends. Boom. Black screen. But not really. The black screen goes on for another 10 seconds. Why? More speculation, but we'll get to that. The video ended there. 27 second video ended at the 17 second mark. 10 seconds of black screen. Weird. But anyways, the video, the 17 seconds of that video we got were enough to make speculation run wild for this thing and the hype go through the roof because you now have seen Revan, what he's going to look like in the game and just how cool he actually looks. So pretty sweet, I'd say. I agree. I mean, to, to have three hours of puzzle, figuring out a puzzle lead to a 17 seconds of video on something that no one saw coming uh, was pretty epic, I'd say. And here's the question. So, like you said, it's got a lot of black space at the end of the video. The music continues. Um, holy crap. Interesting. Uh... Zereb019 in the live chat put this, so um, I hadn't actually, uh, this is the first time I've noticed that. So like you said, 17 seconds is actual screen stuff, and then you have 10 seconds of blackness. Wow, <laughs> that is an that interesting is theory. 1710, and do you know what date that is? That is when the RJT event ends and there are, that is the beginning of that blank spot in the calendar. <laughs> Dude, if that, if that is the yeah. hint for the date through the video with the black screen, that'd be absolutely that's, crazy. That's pretty good. That's, that's really well, that's good. That's a good theory. <laughs> that is, that's a good theory. Uh, wow. Zeriab. I like that. I, Interesting. That's because my mind immediately went to that 10 seconds of the video was stuff that they were going to show and decided not to show that until the road ahead post. And they just kind of made it black with the music playing. But that also makes a lot of sense. So that's interesting. Yeah. If that ends up being correct. Yeah. I'm, I'm we're going to call you cool. on for every speculation no podcast we do. Special guest Zeriab, uh, 
is going to come help us out this week. Yeah, I'm mind blown at the moment. That is crazy. Yeah, I, for sure. I was looking at the, I had the video up and I was kind of watching it because they didn't leave a blank screen for no reason. That There is a reason that is there. And that that is one thing that makes sense. We're obviously in the 10th month, the 17th, the way it lines up with the calendar, the video. That is really good. That is very suspicious. And I am very interested to see what happens on that day. Now, the other thing is, what was that big thing called? The Tarantatic? I, I don't, I'm yes. probably not pronouncing that correctly. That's right. Um, all right. What did you notice that it felt like the video was a little bit more focused on that thing than it was Revan? Oh yeah, for sure. That thing was definitely, in my opinion, the focal point of that part of the video. Yes. So I am going through the video right now. Seven seconds. You see Revan for one second. And then you keep going, and then at 14 seconds, it zooms in on the beast for almost three seconds. So, I mean, the the beast thing is kind of the focus three times as much as Revan is. Um, the the whole thing is very fishy and very interesting. Um, <laughs> yes. I totally agree. This is nuts. So, so what do you, what are the options? What do you think it's going to be? I mean, is Revan is is he going to come by legendary hero's journey? Is what do, I have a theory on what I think's going to happen. Um or had a theory that may have been changed earlier this episode, but what do you think it is? <laughs> I honestly have no clue. Uh, I actually... I have a lot of theories, okay? First off, I think it's more likely that it would be a legendary. And okay. then I think it's interesting that we all keep talking about dark side of versions of this hero's journey. Mm -hmm. And we've always called it a villain's fall. Yep. And in the video... They specifically use the word villain um, out of all the words you could use to describe, you know, yeah. a Sith or anything. Villain was the word there. So I thought that was interesting. Could mean nothing, could mean something. But I think it'd be interesting if he became, he came as a legendary that led to a, because this, this is the other thing with Revan, right? He was dark side. He was light side. He went between the two. Um People always talk about a neutral tag with him because of the fact that, you know, he went between the two. Um, so it would be interesting if he was a legendary that later on led to a villain's fall. Yep. The only reason I don't see that happening is because the characters that you would use to get him as a legendary, who would you use then in the heroic Ver, you know the heroic here's a question i have so when does he actually is is because he gets brainwashed at a point is he brainwashed in kotor is there or is it kotor 2 where that happens because i believe it's kotor 2 
in which there is Darth Nihilus, Sion, Treya, and some of those other KOTOR characters that we already have in the game. If, um... Okay, Chicken Bottom says it was pre-KOTOR, so... Interesting. Um, hmm. I don't know, man. Because if it was KOTOR 2, then I could see, you know, the Sith uh, that we have from KOTOR 2 being part of it. But since it's not, you know, like, I don't see who would who would fit for a villain's fall for Revan to get the dark side version of the light side you have. So, and so, here's, a, here's another problem with, like, a hero's journey type thing they emphasize the word hero which it kind of seems like they're pointing towards hero's journey type thing but hero's journey have there's only two of them they are two of the biggest characters in star wars and they require another legendary character are they going to do i mean are they going to do a character that's that type that doesn't require a legendary character i would be absolutely shocked I think that they probably want to keep with the way that they've been doing it on that. Just an assumption. Could it be a legendary event? Yes. Uh, Thrawn is the only other legendary event that is super limited on the number of characters that you can use to do it. It's Phoenix. It is six specific characters. You need five of them. This would be the first legendary character that requires five specific characters like Hero's Journey events do. Um, cause heroes during events, they don't give you any leeway. You have to have those specific five characters. Um, so because when I saw the hero thing stay on the screen, my first thought wasn't hero's journey, but the fact it was to say this, cause it said hero and villain, right? I thought it stayed there just to show that the version that we're getting is the light side version. And, and I, I agree with you. I, I think that is, I think that is the reason because, I don't think there's a way he could be Hero's Journey because of everything I just said. Um, so if we eliminate the possibility of a legendary, even though I think that's probably the most likely, um, just because we have the five characters that were introduced... The only problem is they have not been farmable for very long. That would be a very short window, especially if this event comes on like the 17th of October. <laughs> oh um, man, that's, the world will burn. It, people are going. People might riot. I, I've already seen a lot of people complaining about this possibility on Reddit and forums, Discord, everywhere. So, well, let me throw out a second theory. Maybe it means nothing, and the base of this tree was kind of big, so it looked more like a house than a tree. But a lot of people were saying the puzzle might have been an indication of when it was coming as well, because it kind of looked like a Christmas tree. That so, is true. Maybe it's not till Christmas that Revan comes, and, and we just got the road ahead, a peek at the road ahead that Revan is coming. So Maybe that's the deal. They... That's the other thing. If you look at RJT last year, she came at the beginning of December, right around Christmas time. BB-8, I believe, came in October. Yeah, somewhere in there. And around that time he had three, is when we two got... Two to the, three months before he came back. And around that time is when we got the veterans. 
and you they release two characters, the two veterans, in Cantina, and you had to farm like hell to get them if you wanted to get her. Mm-hmm. They might be repeating that exact same strategy. Uh, you know, there's a chance that by, by the time you listen to this podcast, you may know, and this may all be outdated information, we don't know, but... As of now, as of Saturday night or Sunday morning where I'm at, this is a total possibility. And I think that would be really cool because, like you said, it looks like a Christmas tree with a little package under it. So he could be the present coming to us for Christmas. And if so, if he's not coming soon, people need to get ready. And this is the other thing that kind of corresponds with that. I, I love this 1017 thing. And mm-hmm. in that video, like I was talking about, the focus on the... Somebody broke down exactly how to pronounce this thing. Where is it? 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 Uh, ah, there it is. It is a Turin Tutek. Turin Tutek. I think that's correct. Um, that thing is focused on in that video. What if... Revan is either the reward for that or it's showing a new event that's coming. This is where my mind runs wild and I got a fun idea for this. That's probably not true, but I want to talk about And the other thing that I loved earlier that somebody mentioned, what if we got a heroic pit? I mean, <laughs> what, the Rancor is pretty outdated. A lot of early game players can solo it. What if, what if they did like a heroic rancor, change the beast a little bit, you could probably do that, and it was a single player event, like a single person raid. Now we're on the same page for this because this is where I'm at as well and i have reasons behind it okay go okay so wicket and Towson, heroic battles let's talk about how that went right you never knew when they were coming you never knew how fast you were going to get shards for the yep. characters that they were introduced with those battles the idea for those battles was that a new place to get a character that that was the only place you could get it yep well, it didn't really work out because no one wanted to wait two years to seven-star character. But what if, along with your guild tickets, you started generating personal tickets? And you had personal heroic battles that you could start on your own. Oh, so that would be awesome. Instead of waiting for a heroic battle event to come around and doing it that day, let's say you build your own tickets and you can open up this heroic battle whenever you gain enough tickets and then you can beat it, hopefully beat it, and get your Revan t- shards. And then from there, you wait until you build up enough tickets to open up the event again, do it again, get more shards. That way... However long it takes you to complete Revan is completely based on the way you play, how much energy you're using yourself, and how fast that you want to do it. Not based on an event that popped up 
randomly in a month period of time. So basically you control how fast you unlock a character. And what's... By doing a personal raid, kind of like heroic battles were with the ATST. And that would be awesome. I think to it me. would solve two problems in the game also. Right now, we don't have a lot of single player content. If, if you're one of those people that kind of likes doing things yourself, raiding and all that sort of territory battles, territory war, it's all guild based. You're required to be in a guild to participate in that stuff. This would break that up. This would make it to where you are trying to beat something with your roster by yourself that uses your entire roster. There is nothing in this game that really uses your entire roster as part of a one-player mode outside of Galactic War. And once you beat that enough times, you don't need to do it anymore. So this could almost kind of be a replacement for that if they went with your theory on exactly what you're talking about. The other problem that it solves is Treya, for example. With it being guild-based, you only... Well, okay, maybe not Heroic Sith Raid, but the Heroic AAT and the Rancor, you only need one out of 50 people to be able to beat it. And everyone gets those rewards. There is a lot of piggybacking mm -hmm. and, you know, a lot of that sort of stuff that goes on with these guild-type raids. If they introduced a single-person raid, it would solve those two issues very well. It would create um, incentive to personally be working on your roster and give us something to challenge towards and beat. Um, you know what it also do, and this is just a thought what? that you made me think of. Those people that don't get their six hundred every day in some guilds, now they have a personal reason to get their nice 600. incentive. Yes. So now they're doing it for themselves and the guild. If before that they were kind of out for themselves, now if they're not getting their six hundred, they're hurting not only the guild but themselves. Indeed. And that's the same. It was the same way before with that, but now it's straight up on them if they're not getting that so 100 percent. i i love this idea i hope the the more we talk about it the more i hope that's what it is because god that would be so awesome um, <laughs> wouldn't that be cool oh, i just say so it. it's cool. a cool idea and but i mean we're kind of due for a new game mode we did i mean the last thing was what territory war which i mean it's been a year you know, they, last year, um, you know, it was Territory Battles. They added, they added that, then Territory Wars, and then Dark Side Territory Battles. Like, that was all a lot of stuff that they added there pretty quickly, and we haven't seen anything other than Heroic Sith Raid since then. It's been, you know, the ship update and mod update. Those are really the only two big things that we've had since then. What else have they been working on? Um, they got, there's bound to be something there's gotta be, whether it's a new territory battle map or a territory war map. I got to think that they're going to still continue to try to introduce some kind of new content every, at least year and a half to two years. Yeah, for sure. So we're getting in that one year mark ish, you know, start working into that next year, you know, maybe we'll hear something or, but that I got to think that maybe that. I don't know. But, I mean, this, 
I wouldn't have said that I thought a new something was coming without seeing how much focus in that video there was on that that beast. Yes. So I gotta think that beast has plays some role in this. Whether it's something Absolutely. you fight in a legendary event or a heroic event, a journey event, you know, that thing is going to be involved with this announcement somehow. Here's something else. This could be a hint. Is the dynamics of that video shows this huge large beast against this one individual character. It is a one-on-one -on -one match in the video. And, you know, it's Revan going solo against this thing. And, you know, that could be a little bit of a hint that it is a solo type thing that uh, might be coming. Man, fingers crossed. I, I'm, I'm excited about this possibility now. Dang it. Fun fact. Okay. Terruntentac. However you say it. <laughs> I know, I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> I tried. That thing mm -hmm. is by measure, according to Wikipedia, only 0.5 meters taller than Wampa is normally. So the, the screen angle on this thing makes it look like a Rancor size, but it's more of a Wampa sized uh, creature probably wider shoulders, bigger, you know, yeah. bigger presence, but it's it's literally a wampus size thing. So you got this really big thing, but it does it kind of makes sense that one guy could fight it. It would still be hard, but I mean one on one there still makes sense. Kind of interesting so. now that you mentioned the size something else popped into my head. Been a while since they added a character to the guild event store. True. And These are all options that were thrown out there in in our poll. And another one we haven't even really talked about is is it could just be a new raid altogether. And uh, it could, I think that the turnaround from the Sith raid would be way too fast for that. That's the only reason yeah. I don't see that as the thing. They've usually had at least a year between raids, and this would be much less than a year. So... I don't see that, but I would still be cool with that. And here's the yeah. other thing. It could also not be anything. It could just be a legendary event that requires the five KOTOR characters, and that's it. So, who knows? We'll see. Uh, like they said, Road Ahead is coming soon, and the wait will be worth it. So, uh, hopefully, uh, I... hopefully soon means this week. That way we can dig into it and talk about it next week. That would be absolutely Oh, man, awesome. if they post that road ahead this week, I will, I will be stoked. We might be we doing be an stoked. early podcast if they post it early or something. I don't know. Or uh, another Saturday, because I, I literally think that it's probably going to, if it were to drop, I bet they drop it one week after the teaser, which would be Friday again. That so would we could do sense. it Friday yeah. or Saturday, but... Oh, we'll man. see what happens. Be interesting. We'll see. We cool. shall see. Well, uh, you ready to dig into our next and final thing? I am always ready for Kahoot trivia. I'm going to go out on, on a limb and say that this is probably CG Crumb's favorite part of the show. <laughs> it might be. Shout out. Let's see if I can beat his score. Actually, I think we got a few more questions. 
It's time for the sexy bearded duo to battle in their swoga knowledge in the most exciting trivia event in the Outer Rim. It's time for the Shattered Order Trivia. May the force be with you. All right. It is time for some Akahoot Trivia. I'm down. Sounds like fun. I am down with that. What place? So, Kahoot Trivia, we can see the standings for last week. What was your final standing on 117 Trivia? Uh, let's, let's go to the app, shall we? Um, I'm apparently not signed into Kahoot. <laughs> well, what have you been doing? Oh, I honestly do not know. I just now realized this. I don't think I actually, I'm not sure that I created a Kahoot account. I think I was ah. just signing, signed in as a Putting guest. your name in every I, time? I, I think so. I'm going to have to go look. Um, oh, wait, maybe I did. Oh, I did. Okay, good. Um, let's this see. is riveting radio, it, folks. It is riveting, riveting radio, radio right indeed. now. Um, well, I got tenth last week. That's why I asked. So. You got tenth. Still top ten. Yeah, Tarek Thorne, Damo, and Joker Forty One. Those were the top three last week. So, congrats to those guys. Good grief! That is impressive. For sure. Um, so we may be going without trivia music this week. I'll be okay, I think. Gives me, I can focus my thoughts a lot more when I'm not tapping my feet to uh, Fleet, uh, the Fleet song, the Fleet uh, Cantina song. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, all right, let's give us one last attempt. Maybe it'll start playing in like five minutes because that's the way it usually works. Well, the, j the smooth jazz was a little there high, so if it does start, turn it down a little and then we'll be good. All right, there we go. All right, so this week it is Breach versus Target Lock. So ship topic, obviously something that I will be uh, very good at um, because I just love ships. So hopefully I can keep my Kahoot record of never losing to you active this week. We shall see. Awesome. Uh, you're going to have to give me one second as I... Uh... Well, let me run over a few things. So, okay. if you've enjoyed the show so far, I want to talk about our awesome sponsors, Blue Microphones. If you like what you hear, you think it's clear, it sounds great. Um, you know, if you've listened to the show for a long time, you know that once we we started working with Blue, there was a, in, immediately an upgrade in our sound quality because they have been so gracious to give us some really awesome microphones, mic stands, headphones, all the type of stuff we need to make the audio on this show the best that it can be. But the thing about that is, it's not just for, you know, longtime podcasts like ours that you can get this stuff. Anyone out there that wants to start a podcast, start streaming, start even just listening to music on their phone and really good headphones, all those types of things, it's available to everyone. If you go to bluedesigns.com, you can get 
a Spark XL microphone. You can get the Compass mic stand. You can get these satellite headphones. They have tons of different types of headphones you can get. There's just a lot of good stuff on there. A lot of uh, high quality products. And if you want it, you can get 20% off. So if you go to bluedesigns.com, see something you like, put in SOPOD when you check out and you'll get 20% off. So thanks to Blue Designs. Those guys are awesome. They really, really put out awesome stuff. And uh, we'll see what happens going forward because they have a lot of Really cool stuff going on right now. So we'll continue to keep you up up to date on what's going on there and uh, see what's going on. And we talked about earlier, we like iTunes reviews. They really help us to rein in what the podcast does as well. If you don't have iTunes, you listen on Android and all those things, you can also go and send us an email, theshatteredorder at gmail.com. If you want to send any type of feedback, you want to ask a question, you want us to talk about something, go ahead and do that because we are always looking for listener interactions that help us to continue to make the show what you guys want to hear and what makes it better. For example, Kahoot Trivia was born from a iTunes review that said, hey, if you're doing trivia, have you ever thought about using Kahoot so that everyone that listens along can play along? Well, that's where this came from. So if you have ideas, let us know. We're very open to them and we would love to uh, implement some of those things. So, Indeed. Did I give you enough time, sir? <laughs> no. Um, no, you did not. So something else we need to do soon is have a uh, a special Q&A episode because we have not done one of those in quite a while. Um, I think that would be a lot of fun. Absolutely. Uh, it's been a while. All right. Well, episode uh, 117. I got... I got 17th place. Not too shabby. Hey, Seven behind me, but not sh- bad. Shout, shout out to Crumb, who got fifth. Crumb did pretty well. Very nice. Nice job, man. Um, all right, so why don't you give everyone that that code for this episode of trivia? All right, so this week's trivia is, your pin is 0822161. Again, that pin is 0822 one six one this week is breach versus target like target like target lock let's go oh so i'm gonna enter this pin into my kahoot and then we'll get going i actually have two devices this week so i can ask the question and then we can answer it we don't have to try to do it as we answer the question like we did last week so awesome that works out well indeed Oh, and this one is open for 12 days, so Tesh figured out a way to uh, extend how long these things last, so this is pretty cool. Yeah, we'll get everyone in there, see where uh, see where you fall. Indeed. Uh, Shattered Order Trivia. All right, I'm going to ask the first question, and then I'll say next, and then we can start it on the actual ones we're doing. All right, so for the first question is... Here we go. Question one. Which debuffs, whether previously or presently inflicted, can cause an ally to taunt? And go. 
And the answers are neither target lock, breach, or both. Whew. What did you go with? Thank goodness. I went with both. I went with both as well. Uh, I figured the breach is the breach is the one for obviously houndstooth yep. and target lock for bigs. That is correct. So uh, there might be someone else with target lock. I'm not not sure. I don't think so, but who knows? All right. So question two. Question two is which debuff is inflicted only by bounty hunters? And go. And the options are breach, target lock, neither, or both. Same answers as question one. I went with breach. I also breach. went with breach. All right. And that is the correct answer. Beautiful. Question All right. three. Question three, which debuffs can cause evasion chance to be reduced given the right allies? Go. Oof. All right. The answers were breach, target lock, both or neither. Same as the previous question. Indeed. What did you go with? I went with both ouch i went with breach i knew breach did and i i was thinking there was some ability where uh target lock did that on a reinforcement but apparently <laughs> not so crap <laughs> all right moving into the second set of three questions so move over next question is which debuffs can enhance slave one's effectiveness given the right allies the answers are target lock breach neither and both and what did you select i selected both i selected both as well and that is the correct answer correct answer because he has some pretty sweet go. target locking turn meter gain as well as some pretty nasty uh damage with uh breach for sure moving into the next question question five given the right allies allies can gain turn meter when attacking enemies with this debuff go ahead And the options are, of course, target lock, neither, both, or breach. And Goodnight Punk's answer was... Target lock. That was mine, and it is the correct answer. That it was. Good to know, because I didn't remember anything from these newer uh, bounty hunter ships that had to do with turn meter at all. Breach or no breach. So Yeah, me either. All right. All right. Question, Next question six. Question six. Which debuffs can prevent buffs on enemy ships given the right allies? 
and same options breach neither target lock or both that was a tough one that i actually finally missed one did you hmm what was your answer my answer was target lock that is incorrect the correct answer is neither which i did not put <laughs> you had me going there for a second. I thought I you got it right. I also put target lock. I thought there was a ship that uh, did that, obviously, or else I wouldn't put it. That's kind of redundant. I was think. I think I was thinking of IG88's uh, uh, Zeta ability, which obviously is not a ship thing. But I, this question made me think of that ability. Let's but now clear, that I think about it, it did not say ship target lock. So if that's true, mm. we could argue, but that's beside the point. <laughs> yes, there you go. All right, next question. Question six? Question seven. Seven. All right, question seven is, which debuff is are inflicted as part of some ship's reinforcement ability? Neither both breach or target lock are the possible options yet again. I think at this point you probably know what the possible options are, so I'll only read them if it's different. Good night, Punk. What is your answer? I put target lock. Whoo! I put both, and both is the correct answer. Yeah, I don't. Who does breach on uh, reinforcement? Xanadu? I believe so. Must be Xanadu. I didn't think anyone did on reinforcement. Let's. Okay. I missed two in a row. That hurts me. Woo. I was on a real good streak there for a second. Were. Keyword. Yeah. All right. Question eight. Question eight. If the target enemy has this debuff, it can cause certain ships to hit more than normal. Same answers as all the other questions. So what did you put, Wink? I'm not sure what more than normal means. Does it mean more often or does it mean for more damage? More than once. Gotcha. And what did you put? I put both. Yeah, I was going to say, you looked a little smug over there. Uh, I <laughs> well, I don't know well. if you missed it or not. <laughs> How could I be smug if I don't know if you got it right well, or not? Well, you wrong? can be smug because you got it right, so there's like no oh, downside. Well, uh, I did that. I did get that right. All right. So, Last, did you get it right? I did. You didn't I, tell me. Yes, I did. Okay, both. all right. I got it correct as well. All right. Um, last question. Question number nine. Which debuff negatively affects the stats of a ship regardless of what allies are present? Same possible options. And uh, the answer is both, isn't it? The answer is breach. Breach. What'd you put? What did I put? I put target lock. Oh, you you look sad over there. So I thought you put both, which is why that's why. Well, I it's confusing that. to me because I put breach. I put the correct answer. But how does it's breach does not negatively affect the ship. 
regardless of what allies are present, because what allies are present literally dictates what is negatively affected. Breach. The description of breach has negative status effects. Target lock does not. Yes, but those status effects are directly influenced by what allies are present. No. Correct or incorrect. Yes, it is, because you put two bounty hunters in there, you add more debuffs because they're breached. They there can be more debuffs, but it is negatively affecting them no matter what, no matter what ship is out there. Sorry, buddy. Okay. It's fine. I still think I beat you, so I'm okay with that. What was your final score? My final score was 68-78. It would appear your final score was 51-40. No. My final score is 7,386. Oh. Well, mine's not updated. (laughs) It'll update shortly. So you beat me by 200. The streak has finally ended. Joker beat me. Darn you, Joker. That's two in a row. <laughs> Woo! Uh, yeah, that felt good to finally get a win. Maybe the monkey is off the back. That was pretty tough. That was that was, was a tough one. I, I don't know a lot wondering. about ships, so I feel pretty yeah. good about my score. Yeah, I, I, and what I liked about that is it, it was questions over something so simple, but... It was kind of a question about every ship in the game. So that was awesome. Well done, Tash. I love this episode of trivia. That was really, really good. Um, You did not want to disappoint Crumb, did you? (laughs) You did a good job. Thumbs up, my friend. Indeed. Always, always with the good trivia, Tesh Karn of Frequent Fighters from The Order. Indeed. You're the dude, man. Big thank you to doing this every week. Uh... You know, there's obviously... Despite us not telling you when we're doing the podcast, the fact that you can <laughs> knock them out and still be so good at it, yes. despite us forgetting to tell you, hey, the podcast is this day, Yes. so you still do it. It's, it's You're the man. Indeed. So. Um, well, that is pretty much going to wrap it up for episode 118 of the Shadow Roar podcast. It was a lot of fun. Uh, you know, we don't get to run off just kind of talking about what we think might be coming. We don't get to do that a whole lot. So this was a lot of fun to do this speculation stuff. I really hope they keep these teasers coming just because this was a lot of fun to talk about. And Oh, uh, yeah, for sure. You know, uh, it's it's great for the community. So keep it up, guys. And, man, uh, get KOTOR ready. We don't know what's coming, but you don't want to be behind. So... Get to farming and... But until we know what's going to happen, it's probably a good idea to keep farming those dudes. So... And of course, check us out. Twitter.com slash Shattered Order. Discord.me slash Shattered Order. YouTube.com slash Shattered Order Pod. And make sure you leave us reviews. iTunes, subscribe. uh, All that good stuff. We would love it and appreciate it. And we will catch you guys next week. Later.